fried foods are irresistible no matter what the reports say about the health aspects or excess consumption and we try to fry literally everything which is the first post in today's episode the onion becomes a french fry they couldn't be more different an onion and a potato but a restaurant in the us has managed to fry onions in a way that makes them irresistible it's not the familiar onion rings dipped into batter and then deep fried there is no batter here it looks like a sunflower you can eat with the right dip there are several origin stories but it begins with an onion sliced deep in several directions but not all the way through calls for some slick technique and preparation expected to arrive on hotel menus as its fame spreads the presentation is practically the story it's called a blooming onion a pretty accurate description if you can think of a fried flower in your head the chef who invented it was thinking of something inexpensive that would be a unique dish and the onions sort of popped into his head there's already a controversy on where it first came about and who stole what from whom the recipe involves using food colors and keeping the flared onion in a fridge overnight before it's dunked into the deep fryer another sin food option for those who don't count calories from onions we go to a different way of creating buzz and this is really quite a crazy brand story which involves buds bees hat rakishly placed at an angle a face etched by the experience of living outdoors an old world authenticity has made buds bees a massive business in several countries producing everything from lip balm to a range of cosmetics but is real he's not a figment of some art and copy team's imagination his life story is full of contradictions and there are strange twists and turns to the brand story or probably what sustains it he's a living mascot for the brand There's an opening sequence in the documentary where he arrives in Taiwan to a rockstar welcome. Young people swarm all over him and pose for selfies. He's got a straggly beard, speaks in a long-drawn drawl, and seems to have the audience eating out of his hand. To them, he's the very embodiment of a natural lifestyle. But is happiest when he's left in a small shack from where his brand story began. It has no running water and he has only recently upgraded to a place with normal conveniences available in modern homes. He sold honey by the roadside for years to sustain himself and he still doesn't understand what the fuss is about. From growing bees to carbon farming. The final post in this episode. The best ideas are the simplest ones. Several have been proposed to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. But there's a low-tech one which shows great promise. Kelp 
is a large brown seaweed that grows abundantly under the sea. It's a favorite in the nutrient business because of a high level of antioxidants which help the fight against disease causing free radicals. It has a slightly salty taste and is a favorite on the gourmet food circuit. But the most important kelp benefit is what it does to the atmosphere. As it grows, it absorbs an enormous amount of carbon from the air through photosynthesis, and the bottom of the ocean is the best way to store carbon for millions of years. A company called Running Tide Technologies is doing a simple experiment. It's wrapping buoys with kelp seeds and floating them far out into the ocean. As kelp grows in its natural environment, the weight sinks the buoys to the bottom, trapping the carbon as a massive benefit. The genius of the method is that nothing needs to be manufactured. It's just helping nature do the job it has done for billions of years. Let's hope it works. If you enjoyed this newsletter, please consider sharing it with friends or tweeting the link. The more people we can get to tune in every week, the merrier. Thank you and I look forward to hearing from you. Your comments and your impression of the episodes.